0: No purchase necessary. VGW Group were Prohibited by Law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer it's all really really easy it's all really intuitive when hosting on anchor you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like spotify apple podcasts and more it's everything you need to make a podcast good morning welcome to breakfast with Ken for friday july 23rd 2021 we're brought to you by the great people at today's dentistry dr mike o'neill simply the best dentist that there is if you're in indianapolis And you need a dentist. You call Dr. Mike O'Neill. That's the way things work. 317-849-2933. Let's talk about sports, shall we? First, we're going to talk about the Indianapolis Colts and the NFL and what the NFL did yesterday and how it could affect the Indianapolis Colts. And we're going to talk about the Chicago Cubs. We're at the corner of Clark and Addison, 1060 West Addison. That's the home of the Chicago Cubs, the site of Wrigley Field since well, 2000 or 1914, when it was Wheatman Park, right? But we're, when you're in Chicago, you got to come up here, right? This I used to live six blocks south of here, it's like coming home, coming back to uh, to Wrigley Field. Although it looks a hell of a lot different than it did 30, 40, 50 years ago. 50 years ago, this place was kind of a kind of an urban, gritty place, and now there's nothing gritty about Wrigley Field and frankly there's nothing gritty about the Chicago Cubs but let's talk about the vaccine protocols of the NFL and what the NFL did yesterday which is really really interesting because the NFL wants its players vaccinated so they're going to use every trick in the book every every lever available to them in the collective bargaining agreement they are going to access to try to prod players into going out and getting the vaccine the Colts one of the teams with the lowest level of vaccinations in the NFL. Some NFL teams, over 85%. The Colts, at least of a couple, as of a couple of days ago, not to 50%. Yet, one of the lowest rates in the NFL, like I said. So what the NFL did yesterday, they are saying that if a game needs to be, it cannot be made up, and there's an outbreak that causes the cancellation of the game, the team that causes that cancellation. The team with the outbreak is going to get a forfeit. The opposing team is gonna get the win and the players are not gonna be paid. So like to rookies, rookies are gonna lose if there's a game check that's forfeited, like $30,000. Big deal to a rookie. But what's a really big deal is Carson Wentz losing a million and a half dollars because he's scheduled to make $24 million this year or right around $24 million. T.Y. Hilton is getting paid about $10 million. That means that a game check to him is worth a half a million dollars. You don't think those veterans are gonna put their arms around the rookies and say, hey look, Rook, you gotta put the needle in your arm. Sorry bud, but this is the way it is. And if you don't do it, we're gonna have a problem. And the rookies are gonna comply. Do you think that the team, like, and and this is cool with the teams, they don't want a disruption in the season they don't want problems they don't want games to be canceled they don't want to forfeit their checks from the media because they couldn't produce a product that they are contractually obliged to produce and so the as time moves forward you can bet that the the nfl has game planned all of this in corporate meetings calls with owners where they have made the decision here is what we are going to do and here is the leverage we can bring to bear to make certain that players do get their vaccinations vaccinations i like i get it you know what if there are going to be limited instances where vaccinations take a toll on an individual but for the collective good for the societal good there's only one answer and that's getting the vaccine that that's the only thing that makes sense from a collective perspective there might be people who can't get it who have a medical reason not to get it totally understand that The reason I got vaccinated is I don't want to infect anyone else. It's not about a concern for my own health. It's that I want to return to normal life, and I don't want to be responsible for infecting somebody if somehow I contract COVID-19. It's that simple. I'm I'm not necessarily like this altruistic and generous guy. In every part of my life, I don't reflect that. So I'm not saying, hey, you know, St. Kent, thinking about others. But I don't understand how you don't think about others as you make this decision. So there you go. Uh, yeah, no kidding. Well, you know what? I don't know that Ricketts did that originally. This may have been a Tribune Company sale. Putting Toyota on the bottom. They used to have the ribbon down there, the white ribbon. You know, Diamondbacks, tonight, 7 o'clock, whatever. Now it's Toyota. But you want to see You want to see how this place has kind of been hoard out? We'll take a little walk, Shimbo and and i'll show you what that looks like all right the cubs they're in the process of trading everybody they're going to trade chris bryant they're going to trade uh craig kimbrell they're going to trade anthony rizzo they're going to trade javi Baez, because they've got to restock that farm system and these guys are going to be free agents so they have limited value to the cubs right now because the cubs are no longer in the national league central race nor in the wild card race they sure don't need a closer kimbrell is going to leave as a free agent anyway after the season, so why wouldn't you deal him and get some prospects back like the Yankees did, even if you want to bring him back? You can do what the Yankees did in 2016. You trade Aroldis Chapman for Gleiber Torres. You've got your your starting shortstop or second baseman for the next generation, and you re-sign Chapman at the end of the season. So more Toyota signage on this thing and a Toyota car, that's encased in, I, I would uh, suspect, bulletproof glass. You've got uh, a lot of signage for Gallagher. You'll see more of that as we move around. You know what? Not as hoard out as I thought it was going to be around here. Uh, I haven't been here since they opened up the hotel, the Hotel Zachary, which is right across Clark Street. That's a Hotel Zachary. And then you've got Gallagher Way, Evidently, this is some kind of insurance company. It's also my mother's maiden name. So, they, and and Clark the bear, or Clark the uh, cub, Clark the mascot guy. That's my father's first name. So I, I don't know whether they've been uh, auditing my social media to try to figure out ways to annoy me as they tear this team down to the studs, and and suddenly, uh, you know, become what they've always been, an annoyance to me. And, and then have my family's names kind of strewn about in this place. I, I'm not sure whether they went about, the, uh, went about doing that on purpose, but they certainly have done that. And, uh, you know, this is the—when uh, Jim Henry worked here, the, the Cubs offices used to be right over there. And uh, when Jim Henry was the general manager—I didn't like Jim Henry. I thought he did a bad job, and I sent moving boxes to his office— when he was here, sent like seven or eight U-Haul boxes, big, large ones. And uh, with a note, good luck uh, with your move. The U-Haul guy who who was delivering them called me and said, hey, I can't find this place. Uh, 1060 West Addison, where is it? I said, it's Wrigley Field, for the love of God. What kind of Chicagoan are you? The offices face uh, Clark Street. So um, trying to send Jim Hedry a message in a, a, a kind of an... In a way that even somebody as obtuse as Jim Henry would figure out uh, what we were talking about and, and what end result we wanted and when we wanted it, as he was here because he made trades that were insane. That trade with the uh, with the deep uh, with the Rays to get Matt Garza gave up half the farm system, Chris Archer, guys like that. You know, not bright. Anyway, that was. Uh, that was the last time I tried to take matters into my own hands with the Chicago Cubs and cause a radical change in their management. I don't mind Jed Hoyer so far, but he better get he better get some uh, return on Bryant, Rizzo, Kimbrel, and Baez if he's going to deal these guys, because they played for a World Champion here, and that hadn't happened since 1908, and that's that's serious business to me. And those are serious guys. And you look back at the Cubs of the 30s, right? At least I do. And and you see guys like, you know, Billy Jurgis and Billy Herman. And there are a lot of guys who played 32, 35, 38, all went to the World Series and, and won the National League pennant. And they kind of got dealt in advance of World War II and uh, kind of for peanuts. And that's what sort of caused the demise of the Cubs for a period of time. Yeah, they went to the World Series again in 1945, but that in large part was due to the depletion of talent in Major League Baseball because of World War II. Let's celebrate some birthdays, shall we, on this utterly gorgeous day in, in the Windy City, Chicago. You know, it's not, it's not called the Windy City because it's windy here. It's called the Windy City. Maybe it remained uh, the Windy City because people think it's windy here, but it was called that because people from Chicago were said to be full of wind. A lot of salespeople were based in Chicago. Uh, over the last century, and it was called the Windy City for them, not because of, uh, of the weather. So there you go. Uh, well, you know, I mean, there, there's some truth to that. Uh, it was fun to look ahead and wonder if it was ever going to happen, and then when it did happen, there was a big emotional release. I sat at Fat Dan's when the Cubs beat the Dodgers to earn a spot in the World Series. And I wept at the bar for 20 minutes, uncontrollably, embarrassingly, sat and cried with my head in my hands, tears streaming down my face, and I'm not that guy. I can count maybe three times in the last 25 years that I've cried, and I've never cried like that, ever. I think that was me crying because my dad had died 14 years before, I think finally it was release uh, of that energy, for goodness sake. So, uh, people reporting for work. Game time, not for, uh, not for, what, 10 hours, but by God, look at this. They got the bandstand already set, for God's sake. I guess it's a day-long celebration when the Cubs play the Diamondbacks here. Uh, birthdays, Jim Wiseman, happy birthday. Donna Wilson-Roberts, Crystal Moss, happy birthday. The great Pete Meisel, whose comments you read often on this thread. Uh, Laura Stocky, happy birthday. Diane Steiner celebrating a birthday. Christopher Weiss, happy birthday. John Dimmick, happy birthday. Dina Stroud, Shelton, happy birthday. And Ken Charles, happy birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell if it's not your birthday. You celebrate somebody else that's best done with an honest and specific compliment. You know what? How about lifting each other rather than... Depressing each other rather than making somebody miserable? How about making somebody happy? Is that that hard? Is that a tough concept? I don't think it's a tough concept. Uh, Monday morning, breakfast with Kent. We're taking the afternoon off. We're strolling around Chicago. I'm going to go help my mom out with some stuff in the western suburbs. Cannot wait. It's a great day in the Windy I'm City. Great day in the indie City. How about that? <laughs> we'll talk to you Monday morning.